you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Chiefs 38 and the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Oh! From a luxury suite high above State Farm Stadium, site of Super Bowl 57. It's around the NFL. Dan Hans is here with Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. That, of course, was Mitch Holtis, who gets the final call of our final episode of the 2022 season. A incompletion by Jalen Hurts. He tried to heave it downfield. Nobody home, nobody near it. And after the Harrison Butker chip shot that put the Chiefs ahead seconds earlier, that was enough for the Chiefs, who win 38-35. Super Bowl champions once again, Mark Sessler, and uh, another masterclass by the great Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that had shades of the way that they came back against the Niners a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl and really mirrored in some way what they've been through during this postseason journey. And before, we're, you know, we went into halftime with them looking not Kansas City-like at all, uh, and wondering if Patrick Mahomes would be healthy enough to even play in the second half after suffering what looked like a, a very painful, re-aggravated ankle injury. And instead he comes out, and the offense, I mean, I know it's like there's these halftime adjustments and Andy Reid is doing stuff that only Andy Reid can do, but the way they responded with three straight touchdown drives and that closing drive where I was sitting next to you, Dan, saying the best thing you could, you could have for Kansas City is to not even give the Eagles another chance. You didn't know they were going to do it. They did it, and they kicked they kick the, the field goal, and the thing is over. It required perfection. Absolutely. I mean, they had to put 38 on the board. They had to have no punts in the second half. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. He would have been the best quarterback I've ever seen if they won this game or they lost this game, if they had put up 35, because I think whoever was getting the ball last year was going to win. But I think the way he did it, that he had to do it using everything he learned since that last Super Bowl, that it couldn't be overly spectacular. It had to be about decision-making. It had to be about reading the defense and getting rid of the ball quickly and mitigating that Eagles pass rush. It had to be stepping up in the big moment and making that scramble. I mean, the script writers were working overtime. He gets up from the scramble up the middle, and he's limping, and the Chiefs are about to win the Super Bowl. He can just do it all, and I think this showed that even on a night where he can't do everything he normally does, that's more than enough to put up 38 on a very good defense and go win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we were seated uh, behind the uprights on the Chiefs side of the field. And, you know, I, I was thinking that was the play that I'll always remember from this game. 2.55 to play in the fourth quarter. 
First and 10, Chiefs have the ball, tie game after Hertz's magnificent leading the Eagles down the field and then the two-point conversion to get it even. Mahomes scrambles 26 yards on the bad ankle, and can't you already picture it, even though we haven't seen it yet? <laughs> the NFL film shot uh, straight ahead at Mahomes chugging along, uh, almost 30 yards setting them up for the field goal that would clinch the Super Bowl. Now, if there are any Eagles fans listening right now, and if you are here, guys, much respect because this is a bad, bad loss. Obviously, or like of, I hope you're enjoying March or April because <laughs> right, I don't right. think you're in, you're like listening to this on Super Bowl night. Unlikely. I, I don't think I don't think it's a stretch to say this is one of the more difficult losses in the history of Philadelphia sports. Ten point lead at the half and half, and I think probably what will be remembered is the most infamous call in the history of the city for their professional sports, the holding on James Bradbury um, on third and eight from the 15. And we're going to kind of get into the whole game, but I think we need to have a conversation about uh, this play first because it essentially ends the game for all intents and purposes. Um, Patrick Mahomes drops back on a third and eight. He's uh, targeting J.J. Smith-Schuster. It's a pass that sails out of the back of the end zone. Uh, It looks like... Kansas City's still in good shape because they're going to get set up with a very makeable field goal for Harrison Butker, although he had already missed earlier in the game. But instead, the flag comes out. I believe it was the only infraction in the whole game in terms of pass interference or uh, defensive holding in the secondary. Um, And immediately it it felt a little bit ticky-tack. Before I get your guys' thoughts on this, you know, there's 100 million people watching this game uh, around the world or at least in our country alone, and everybody's hearing Greg Olson and – Here's what Olsen said of the play when it happened. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think, I don't know, I think you let him play, finish this thing out. I don't love that call, Mike. I mean, I think you got to see the whole thing. It seemed to me at the initial break, he grabbed the back of the jersey and pulled it. If we see that, I think that is a hole. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Mike. He's trying to run a little whip route, Show, sell the shallow cross. I know he's got that right hand. I get it. I just, I just think in this moment, oh, man, that is a game-altering penalty. Yeah, and I, I love Olsen kind of hold sticking to that and kind of going back at Mike a little because I, I to me just exactly in that moment the way that it looked we've seen that we've seen variations that it was not egregious it completely changed the game seconds later we've got Jared McKinnon doing the smart thing which some running backs have not done that this year and have become a talking point Ahmad Bradshaw right? anybody? Nick Chubb that did was that. a first and 10 <laughs> play at the 11 yard line with 148 to go I was kind of impressed by both teams that they had the wherewithal to let him score at the 11, and right. that McKinnon had no, the wherewithal I mean, it, to fall. To go down, it, it sets up the chance for Mahomes to simply kneel the ball a couple times and kick that final field goal. But you're right. There's no way to look at this game and the back-and-forth nature of it and how, honestly, the Eagles on offense were fantastic tonight. The defense did not show up the way we thought. But to have it end on that call, um, I'm with Greg Olson 100%. It, it was anticlimactic. It was one of the best Super Bowls we've ever seen without uh, a satisfying ending. I think right. Chiefs fans don't care how it happened, but just as a general fan, it's unsatisfying. I think what was confusing was that the hold had to have been on the initial little tug. And it wasn't crazy. And Mahomes reacted immediately. Absolutely, yeah. So certainly, in a game where they hadn't called holding or pass interference all game, 
that seems like one that wouldn't be called because it wasn't like a big tug. And when he has the arm around him later, I don't think that's what was called. But the flag didn't come out until really late, until the ball hit the ground. So that part of it was confusing. Dan, you pointed out how Mahomes was pointing for the flag right away. That might have been like the most influential, effective pointing at the official ever. I don't know if that Although had an impact. Although yeah, the, the official or any should of that, have but. absolutely <laughs> zero care of what okay. Part of what was unsatisfying, too, is that was like one of the very few plays all game the Eagles' defense actually won that they got quick pressure on him, that Mahomes essentially just threw that up, that it was going to be an incompletion whether he made that penalty or not, and that the pressure won on that play and that the Eagles were going to get the ball with a minute and a half to go down three with a chance to win. And that doesn't have to be one of the upsets of this entire affair is that we spent all week talking about Philly's pass rush having the chance to completely wreck this thing. They end up with no sacks. Oh, really? Who would have predicted that? (laughs) Well, you did. That's, we'll that's get true. to that later. But that went against the grain when you, when you suggested that. This is Dan Hans's shout-out. Thank you, Paul Rudd, who, by the way, is celebrating with it look, looks like his teenage son being interviewed by Peter Schrager uh, just minutes ago behind us. Schragbaum rounding up all the, we got the, kind of the confetti chief celebrities snow behind angels us. angels, too, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> just to set the scene, again, we are, in the, we are in the suite that originally we were told, and this one was blowing my mind, hey, guys, we're going to be taping the suite that uh, it's Kelly Clarkson and Tracy Morgan's suite. I'm like, Kelly Clarkson and Tracy Morgan got yeah, a suite I together? Yeah, I couldn't wrap my head around that. The hell is that about? And then uh, when I got up here, it's like, wow, this is where Clarkson and Morgan chopped it up and talked ball. Like, actually, no, this was Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith's suite and some other people. Um, well, there's only so many suites. the power in and here. And as big yeah. as Clarkson and Tracy Morgan are, like, they can't each have their own suite I'm, in terms of fame. From like, a fame angle, you're suggesting. Absolutely. Right. I'm just saying, like, you got to share the suite. Go ahead, do it. One of you, because I heard it all week over in Radio Row, you guys are flying so high, close to the sun on borrowed wings. <laughs> Say it. We should have had the suite. I mean, I think that's a thing for next year. <laughs> okay. I was not thinking Lines that. up as a fair um, request. So, um, before we kind of get into, like, how the game started, just to put a bow on it, and again, there's Eagles fans, if you're listening, it's like nobody should be talking about anything else except for that hold. And I get that, because if that play, if the referee keeps the laundry in his pocket, Sessler. <laughs> okay. Uh, that means it will be fourth and eight. It'll from be the fourth and eight from the 15-yard line with about 150 to let's say after the field goal attempt, Hertz and the Eagles go back on the field down three if the kick's good uh, with um, timeouts. I'm not sure what their timeout situation was, but they have plenty of time to go get at least uh, the tie. And we kind of that was taken away, and that's understandable. But it shouldn't be lost, Greggy. The, the overall story here, which was Patrick Mahomes late in the second quarter um, gets dragged down, uh, and they, they, as they go to commercial, you see Mahomes on the bench on the sideline. And at this point, it feels like the game's getting away from the Chiefs, and he looks like he's in agony on the bench. And you're thinking to yourself, as the Eagles take the field with a chance to potentially go up 14 going into the break, this game might be over potentially. And who knows if Chad Henney is even involved. And instead, Mahomes, of course, comes back out in the third quarter and uh, they, they score four straight possessions to steal the Super Bowl. I mean, it was another remarkable effort by, yeah, a guy that I'm kind of with you, Greg. I think Mahomes is the best guy I've ever seen at this point. This is such a – I know you didn't like the legacy stuff leading into these games, but I thought this is the type of game that we will remember with Mahomes. That was part of my prediction uh, leading into this game, and we will remember Mahomes and what he did tonight forever. Right. There's no question that this enhances 
everything you think about Patrick Mahomes. To have to win in a different way, to have to battle through the injury, uh, to make just all the right decisions in the second half. And quarterback is a decision-making position. Like, he had such little margin for error. It was 13 for 14, only 89 yards. But, like, like, every possession ended perfectly. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then they could have scored a touchdown at the end, but instead they win the Super Bowl on a field goal. And then he has two for uh, 33 rushing yards. So that's his second half numbers. The only incompletion he had in the second half was on the uh, merry-go-round play mm-hmm. where Andy mm. Reid was absolutely feeling himself. It felt like an avalanche was, was coming down on the game. Eagles at that point. And he's like, all right, let's break out the merry-go-round and really make uh, Sirianni cry <laughs> over on the other sideline. I mean, so, they had the ball for eight minutes in the first half. I mean, right. to come out and, and, and I think they're just they're such a steely, mentally steely team where, like, that didn't seem to affect them at all. And this is the same thing Mahomes did against the Bengals. It's like, we need you to do something heroic on a bum ankle, scramble the game in that one. It happened again tonight. And the, pl- the play, to be clear, like, it is a questionable call. Like, I, I, it was a bad call. But I think you're right, Dan. Like, oh. if it's not your team, you don't want to spend the whole time. Like, so much else happened in this game, and that absolutely changed the game. But the fact that the Eagles had allowed it to get to that point where the Eagles, uh, where the Chiefs are in the red zone with under two minutes left, they were not in a good position there, and they got on the bad end of it. You're right. And before the big Mahomes scramble, they had a, the Eagles had a third and one. And if they can get off the field... Uh, maybe the, everything is different, but they give up the first down. The drive continues, and then it ends the way it does. Let's talk about like the beginning of the game here, because it was very, it was exactly what everyone imagined, and quite frankly, I think everybody hoped that just was looking forward to a great shootout. Because the Eagles, um, Mark, more than almost any team you can ever remember, they always got out of the gates fast, and they do it again. They they get the ball to start the game, they win the coin toss, and they go 75 yards. Uh, and did they win the coin toss, or did they? Had it? No, the Chiefs won the Chiefs coin won toss and deferred. Chose to defer, which that's the tip. That's the typical decision, but against the Eagles, right. feels a little dangerous. Of course, Andy Reid now looks at it. They didn't manage the end of the first half well, but he looks at the way the second half started, and he said, "I made a good decision." Right. So, and what happens, Mark? Jalen Hurts leads this offense right down the field, eleven plays, seventy-five yards, uh, capped by a one-yard run. Uh, by Hertz, who, by the way, was unbelievable in this game. Nails, he finished with four total touchdowns. Yeah, I think that Hertz, right away, you, you had a feeling like the Eagles offense, um, they're on one right here. Hertz is running the ball really well. And A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, right away, there were big plays downfield. And, you know, the Chiefs came back and answered, but it was like you knew you were going to get a Philly game where they're going to be hard to stop. He was so cool in this game, Jalen Hurts. I just love him. I love him as a player. I love that he stepped up in this game, and after being a little scattershot to start that 49ers game, it's the Super Bowl, and he had great pass protection, but he was just money. Like, everything was on point, and he's running the ball, and we take it for granted that, like, every short yardage situation is just an obvious Eagles touchdown or first down, but, like, that's because of Jalen Hurts. It's such a weapon. I think also that, like, that, that has such an impact on the defense you're playing, but the Eagles did not run the, belt, run the ball very well early on in this game. They had finished with only 115 yards, and he had 70 of them. Mm. Uh, so that the Chiefs get the ball back, and this is when it was like, okay, we're going to have some fun. The Chiefs go <laughs> six plays, 75 yards, capped by this play uh, to the greatest tight end of all time. Oh, please. 
7.14 to go, first quarter, Super Bowl 57. It's debatable, Draggy. No. a pass near side. Kelsey over the shoulder. He's got the catch. He's got the touchdown. Kansas City, a beautifully thrown ball as Mahomes to Kelsey, 18 yards officially, and the 14th time that Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey for a postseason touchdown second in National Football League history. And uh, it was capped with a, a touchdown dance that I would put, Greggy, uh, a, an NC-17 rating <laughs> on the Kelsey dance in front of like 150 million people. Right. Like my 11-year-old daughter is watching this game. Like she became a woman tonight. And I, I, don't, I don't like this. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like thinking about that. Um, but that was, uh, that was tit for tat there. But then the Eagles keep coming uh, because – Jalen Hurts drops back to pass, and uh, yes, I from from our vantage point, I didn't think this was a beautiful ball by Hurts, but you have a beautiful wide receiver who makes a great adjustment, and this happens. Hurts in the gun. Hurts this time fakes. He's back. He's looking deep. He wants AJ Brown, and it's caught for a touchdown. Hey, <laughs> Even Merrill is a little bit like, it's wait, what? Coverage. It doesn't matter. He throws the ball into an area where A.J. Brown can make the adjustment, and he's jockeying around, and he makes that proper adjustment to the football for a touchdown. He runs through contact so well. 45 yards, Mike Quick. What a great play. I think that is the first play of the second quarter, and, and Gravedigger, bring you in on this one, buddy. Um, um, just as a uh, A.J. Brown guy you followed his whole career, it's incredible what a difference he made for this team all season, and you saw it again and again tonight that he was, you know, to me, the best wide receiver on the field. And that's what he does. He's elite ball tracking ability and the hands to just go pluck the ball out of the air and make those tough catches. There was a couple of plays in this game, I don't know if you guys saw, he was, like, streaking wide open down the field, and Hurts, like, under pressure immediately couldn't get it to him, but, like... What could have been on some of those? He got upset in the second half uh, when he was not getting the ball. He ended up catching a big slant and in, in another pass on that uh, game-tying touchdown. But you're right, he was getting upset. How does it feel, though, for you, Gravedigger? And we've been through a journey since this A.J. Brown trade <laughs> happened live on air. Not a pleasant one. And you went on your Instagram live. Your Inst- Immediately. Um, ATN Instagram. Okay, even better. Hour. More Hours. followers. More followers. Uh to be cutting a highlight of AJ Brown, are you some? Are you kind of satisfied that ultimately he did not win in this game? No, I was rooting for him. I was rooting okay. for the Eagles. Okay. I wanted AJ to get that ring because I just kind of think you know it would come full circle with Titans Twitter and would teach the Titans a lesson. Honestly, in the front yes. Office, uh, I mean, know. John Robinson got fired, and like ninety-five percent of that point, is because of trading AJ Brown, in my opinion. So, so that was a bad ball by Hertz. Relatively, just kind of threw it up there, and Brown ended up making a good play, but. Two or three of his best throws of the game, it didn't end up being completions. There was a Devontae Smith one that was overturned. There was a Quez Watkins one that I don't know if we will get to it, but it was on the drive, the field goal drive at the end of the second quarter. That was a total drop and would have had them at first and goal with enough time to score a touchdown. He had some of his prettiest throws of the year in the Super Bowl, so I feel like it all came out in the wash. I mean, I thought that Devontae Smith, I thought that was a catch. Some of the stuff tonight... Like that—that's a call that, like that top of the Eagles call at the end. Mm-hmm. That catch right there would have changed. I mean, they went on to score a field goal on that drive, but that was a game changer. So there were a couple of points, and this is why, again, Eagles fans are going to have to live with this. One of the things, one of the downsides of having 
you know, a great run, a sustained run as this organization is now on as they just uh, nearly won their second Super Bowl in half a decade is that sometimes when you get this high, the, the losses sting even more. And then you start doing a postmortem. You're like, man, we had the game. I think I, they had, to me, the game close to being in control multiple times. And another, the first time I thought that to be the case was they're up 14-7 after that uh, touchdown by Brown. The, the Chiefs go three and out then. And the Eagles get the ball back, and you're thinking to yourself, man, they look awesome right now, Philadelphia. The Chiefs are on their heels a little bit. And uh, Jalen Hurts is a third in inches. There's a false start, pushes them back. So mm-hmm. you go from, what are we calling it? I keep forgetting, the butt, the high the, the double cheek. cheek. The double, double cheek. I mean, they didn't cheek. even need QB, to push his cheek. QB cheek. QB cheek. Thank okay. you very much. Like, Greg. he was just doing it. Uh, but that then backs them up, the penalty, so they have to run a different play. And disaster strikes. Spread set. Hurts by himself in the backfield. Threat to run and throw. Crouches down. He wants to run it. A quarter of the ball's out. He kicks the ball. It's picked up by Kansas City. They're going to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. A defensive score by Nick Bolton. Hurts got hit and kicked the ball. Picked up by Bolton. And the Chiefs defense gets an incredible touchdown at 9.39 to go second quarter. Yeah, that was uh, Isaac Samalo who had the false start, the right guard. Uh, so it mm. had a trickle-down effect. Nick Bolton, by the way, had another touchdown to, oh my God. to score. Yeah. I even saw him on the sideline. He tossed the ball to, like, the equipment manager. He's like, oh, I'm about to win Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, actually, no, it was an incomplete pass. It was the right call. Um, but anyway, that that I felt like, and I might even said this um, leading into the game, like, the Chiefs to win that game, they needed, whether it was a special teams play or a big defense, they got both. They did. Uh, and th- think about that. Yeah. Uh, that, that they got two massive plays, not from the Mahomes side of things. There's the difference. The offenses were pretty close. It was the difference. It was. I mean, they had, you know, like 89 yards of offense in the first half. I mean, Hurts, you take away that one mistake. In that first half, he was 17 for 22 for 183 yards with a touchdown through the air with 63 yards rushing. I mean, he was, it was that one little lone error. The other thing I would point out there, I thought that maybe the Chiefs were starting to slip away a little bit. You go back when it was 7-7, and they had a fourth and three opportunity, and instead of going for it where the Eagles are being so aggressive on fourth down, we know they're going to do this with Nick Sirianni, they go for a Harrison Butker field goal, and he misses it. Right. It's like the, the Chiefs, you're going to have to be as aggressive as Philly, and it started to look like at times, and th- these were a couple examples where it just might slip away from them if they can't get on track on offense. No, that, there were... You know, I think both these teams are very good at the small things in general. Uh, tonight, there was a couple of slip-ups. The Chiefs clearly were better here on special teams. They got the big play there. They got the big defensive touchdown. Sirianni got his team extra points by going for it. I mean, they went for it on a fourth and five yep. where they knew they were going to run it twice. They go third and five, and they pick up the fourth and five, and they get a touchdown uh, out of that. So you're absolutely right. But that Bolton play, I mean, he had a monster game, and him – Willie Gay and Leo Chanel, their rookie uh, linebacker, and they were on the field a lot, all three linebackers, which is pretty rare, all had five defensive stops, which is like a, a successful play near the line of scrimmage, which is one of the best for any linebacker units that they've had in like six years. So those guys were forcing a lot of second and nines, third and longs. The Eagles actually picked a lot of them up, but it still led to a, like a really good game of defending the run, except for when Hurts had the and ball And to generally. your point, like so per next-gen stats, the Eagles generated zero yards after catch over expected. Wow. So that means they're, they're, they're making catches, but they're being put, put on the ground right away. Uh, let's take a break right here, and then we'll continue on.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right. So, again, I I feel bad for Jalen Hurts because we heard it and there was even reports entering Sunday. Again, this guy is not physically right. There's a... The joint that's right near his Adam's apple, the, the ligament strain, it's its causing him pain every time he throws the ball. And he ran uh, without any fear in this game. He threw the ball very well. He set the NFL record for rushing yards in the Super Bowl. And time and time and time uh, in this game, when they needed to get the momentum back, he was there to, to lead the offense. So after that crushing turnover, which, yes, he's the one who put it on the ground, these things happen. They go right down the field again, Greggy, and uh, he scores his third touchdown in the first half, uh, just as had been the case all season. They were, they were kind of unstoppable in the red zone when he had the ball in his hands. His ability to just run over guys is like what makes him different. Not to get too far on a tangent, but why not? Sure. Like we talked before the game about this is the first matchup of two black quarterbacks you know, in the Super Bowl, and they were doing it in such different ways here. And Jalen Hurts... Obviously had some great downfield throws today, made great decisions, but he also is like Cam Newton running the ball. And that's like what is so exciting and fun to watch. We said that like this type of offense would never work at the NFL level or coaches used to say that forever. He ends up with 15 for 70. And so many of those were short yardage runs where on one of them I can remember where I think it was Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, had him stopped and it didn't matter. He just decided to run him over. You had the touchdown or the two point conversion late in the game where he did it, too. He had 10 rushing first downs in this game, which I got to imagine is like one of the highest by a quarterback like in any game, much less the Super Bowl. And some of those, I mean, there are there are plays where you could point to and say it was Jason Kelsey just absolutely bullied the defensive line and opened holes for Hurts, and they work so well together. Yeah, so you have this game now once again. At this point, as we get closer to the halftime, it, it's kind of remarkable because you're thinking after uh, the Bolton – touchdown and then the Eagles go on a long drive that drive that ended with the score uh, was 12 plays 75 yards took almost the ent- half the quarter uh, off the clock and then you're thinking there's they get the ball back the Chiefs with two minutes and 20 seconds to play in the first half and Kansas City had run 15 total plays mm. to that point Mahomes was not on the field for 23 real-time minutes by the time he got the ball back. And then disaster strikes uh, for Kansas City because you knew they had the opportunity because it was like they can score here, go into half, get the ball back. But instead, uh, Mahomes unfurls what I thought was a pretty nice deep ball that MVS gets turned around on, falls incomplete. And then you have what could have been a crushing moment. Uh, for Kansas City. Mahomes gets dragged down out of bounds by Reddick, and then on the next play, on a third and long scramble, gets dragged down. The ankle clearly hurt, as we said at the top of the show. Chiefs have to punt the ball away, and now Mahomes is on the sideline looking like he might not play anymore. The one thing, though, I thought that there was a ray of hope for Chiefs fans was that they showed Mahomes. I mean, it was in clear agony on the side of the field, and the first thing that we saw on the television replay, that you see Mahomes 
put his head down on the on it was Rick Burkholder, their trainer, and just looks like that maybe Mahomes knows he's not coming back in. You got Henny warming up, but then five minutes later, because his body is simply apparently not um, of the earth form, mm-hmm. like you see him wa- walking off to the locker room with the rest of the team, like he was no limp. And then he came out and absolutely mortified the, the Eagles in the second <laughs> half. So, I, you know, this body is strange. But that felt like such a key moment. You're right, Dan. Like the end of these halves and the way it was going for the Chiefs to be down seven. And you're like, okay, what they got to do here is score, but also not spend too much, you know, not uh, score too quickly. Let's say have a quick field goal drive and give the Eagles a chance. Instead, they go three and out. One of the few times you get pressure on Mahomes, you give the Eagles all this time. They get the three. That's when the Devontae Smith overturned catch happened. And that was crucial. That was was a minute left in the game, uh, a minute left rather in the half. They would have had the ball at the Kansas City 13. Instead, they have that A.J. Brown great catch. I mean, it's amazing. He led the league in slants this year, and but he's the only guy that big that can take a slant and stop on a dime and then pivot the other he way and a, get out of bounds. On a day it's crazy. I don't know how the turf was in perfect condition. Maybe it had, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out it was because they had the roof open here, but the turf was very slick. A.J. Brown was the only guy that seemed to have complete control of his body at all times. <laughs> that 22-yard gain set him up. Uh, First and 10 at the 19, but what Greg's saying there is like after they overturned the Devonta Smith catch, which was very suspect, obviously, um, and Eagles fans are not going to be happy about that one either. That might be the number two most annoying call in, uh, in Eagles sports mm. history. Uh, it kind of took them out of the running to have a real chance at scoring a touchdown. They do kick the field goal. They go into the half up 10 points. Um, but And it does feel, though, Mark, at that point, as they're getting the stage set up for Rihanna. Let's have a little Rihanna chat in a couple minutes sure um that the eagles just seem to be in control especially with mahomes hurt but again it was mahomes so you weren't sure it was over but it felt like it could be i i thought that would be touchdown turning into a field goal and the one mistake by jalen hurts and the fact that you're dealing with mahomes and we've seen mahomes do this so many times and like every time they ask travis kelsey why are you so good he'll just say because i have andy Reid and patrick mahomes and it's like there was no way to count them out (laughs) there were these moments these inflection points where it felt like the eagles could suddenly turn this into a not a romp but a thing that was it was be too tough for kansas city to get back in and i thought that final few minutes of that first half was just the ray of hope that kansas city needed and then i again you saw him marching to the locker room not in pain it's like there's no way he's not playing the can second you, half can you help the audience just so the difference between an inflection point and a flashpoint go ahead i think the flashpoint is the name of a very successful segment that we Hugely do that's successful. not the case with inflection point i mean if it was Perfect. so <laughs> successful wouldn't we be running it back a little more well, you, you constantly know, he, he, sort he, of block. He never understood. Reg- he we'll never deal with that later. But it's okay. It was 45 plays to 20, by the way, at halftime for the Eagles. I mean, it was. They were in total control. It was, yeah. it was on a platter for them. And we'll get back to the running game thing. But that to me, that was the difference in this game that I kept honking about. The Eagles were going to be able to run the ball. And you had 45 plays to 20. And you weren't getting jack out of your running backs in the first half. And you didn't get jack out of your running backs in the second half. The Chiefs won the game because they had the better running game, uh, which that was the one stunning part uh, of this game for me. I thought the most stunning uh, achievement, athletic achievement of the night, though, was uh, Rihanna. Uh, turns out she's pregnant. And she's on, like, a platform, like, 80 80- feet above uh, the field. I was yeah. getting the which, heebie-jeebies. Which I'm, sa- I'm, I'm assuming the doctor probably recommended not to go, you know, 100 feet in the air uh, while pregnant. And that wasn't even the greatest uh, feat by Rihanna, which I thought was a really good um, halftime show. 
I remember in the old days, I used to cover halftime shows on the website. Mm-hmm. It was like, and you'd predict the, the set list. And it was always like, okay, it's 13 minutes. So you got to figure out, okay, what are the number one hits they have? What's like the new single they have out? What's another fan favorite? Like who's a guest that will come out? And, but you got you to like a four or five song prediction. Rihanna goes out there and performs 12 songs in 13 minutes. It's a whole new world now in these halftime shows. And uh, holy cow! And uh, the set list. Uh, I know, Greg, you liked how she started it. I mean, to start with, bitch better have, have my money. <laughs> Give me a break. That is just like I am king, queen, shit. I'm I'm reigning Calm above down, you. I am pregnant, and I don't give an f. I'm starting with also, bitch better have my money. A little ironic too, because famously <laughs> halftime acts do not get paid. So if she goes looking for money from Roger, it might be an issue. But that that's something they're probably sorting out as we speak. I think she's doing fine. I think she is. I, well. I, the Fenty uh, sweatshirts and coats are on sale all around here. So she, I thought she, she closed her. it. She closed it so well with Diamond too. I think that was just the great close. Way to end it. I thought the thing that was the uh, the flex moment for Rihanna is first of all that she would even sniff a Kanye song, given everything with Kanye. By doing all the lights and then going into Run This Town, which is off the Jay-Z album from like 2009, they aren't her songs, but she kind of was like, hey, these are my songs. Those mm. songs were the hook that I brought to it. I thought it was great. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, when you saw the, uh, the baby bump, that was like, oh, that's pretty wild uh, that she did it. And uh, I think she predicted on Nate Burleson's podcast, which people could check out later this week. Uh, or right now, actually, uh, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be in our feed later this week. She predicted a uh, she predicted a special guest uh, during halftime. Turned out to be a a fetus, so that's cool. Yeah, and I think if you're <laughs> if you're that unborn human, you're wondering well done. what the earth landing is landing the plane there. What is the earth about? If you're that unborn baby, you're you're wondering what you're uh, about to encounter. A well, the flex too that she had twelve like. Hits that right. like that everyone knew the words, which is right. that's tough to do. I, I really enjoyed it. It was good, um, but so then, you know, I have a bad hamburger, <clears throat> um, so I had that, and then I went and got my seat, and uh, and it was interesting because I think we talked about it, Marky. Um, this felt like the game here coming out of the half. Uh, I think there was some staggering stat. I wish I had it in front of me right now, but teams that had a a double-digit lead after halftime. It was what twenty-six and one. Or- twenty-six and one. The uh, Patriots come back against the Falcons. Now it's twenty-six and two. So when you factor in <laughs> that, the history of this, the fact, the way that first half played out, that you could even look at it. If that Nick Bolton touchdown doesn't happen, this game might already be out of reach. But it was still close enough, Mark. Where if Pat Mahomes can lead them right down the field in the third quarter they might be in pretty good shape, and that's exactly what they do. They go straight down the field, they score the touchdown, get it back to within three, and they got the game calmed down. That was another inflection point. Yeah, 10-play, 75-yard drive, which included incredible Mahomes' 14-year-old scramble. That throw to Kelsey. They started to get, like, Isaiah Pacheco's getting back into the game there. Sky Moore starts to play a role. All these guys that were just utility guys are starting to become part of the offense, and I thought that that absolutely set the tone for them. Right, it wasn't like big plays for this Chiefs team, which is impressive in its own way, they start that drive with three straight runs. And to me, we we talk about, like, Mahomes maturing. How about Andy Reid? For Eagles fans to see Andy Reid and his team pull off a comeback in the second half of the Super Bowl – 
by sticking to the run. In the first half, I think they only had seven runs by their backs, but they were averaging seven-plus yards per carry. In the second half, they more than doubled that in terms of carries in the middle of a comeback. Like, it was very balanced run and pass, and it was working, and that was smart. They kind of didn't fall into the Eagles' trap of just throwing every down, and they got this offensive line that they built overnight, essentially, to make up for what happened in the Super Bowl two years ago, and it really came through tonight because Pacheco had holes. Jarek McKinnon made a couple plays, and yeah, Pacheco, my guy, we'll get, we'll to, we'll that. get to later, you know, running through some arm tackles. I think some kids are getting braces and going to Disneyland uh, because <laughs> Based Greggy, off of this. Greggy uh, did something very good for I mean, the one thing, Greg, you're right about that, but they, the first half was a total anomaly for the Chiefs. They hadn't had a half – first half all year where they had less than 27 plays. Right, there weren't many. They had only 20 plays in the first Fair half. Fair enough. So. They didn't have many plays, but I like that they were down 10 and he just kind of didn't get, didn't panic, did what was working. And maybe I think like now looking back at the game, like the, the red herring with all this was, yeah, the Chiefs didn't really do anything in the first half, but it wasn't like the Philadelphia defense had, had solved the Chiefs. It was right. just the game flow was, it was so out of whack uh, with the Eagles in the time of possession. And guess what? After that touchdown that gets them back within three, the Eagles do it again. They say, we're going to take the ball. Uh, they get fortunate on the uh, second Bolton TD being overturned on review was ruled. Miles Sanders actually didn't have possession. Uh, therefore, it was not another return touchdown. And then Hertz hits, I think, his best throw of the day. It was a beautiful third and 14 to Goddard. Uh, Casey challenges it. Um, it's ruled uh, it is a catch. The drive continues. There was a third down play. The last third down play of the drive was the 60th play by the Eagles. The Chiefs had run 30 mm. plays by that point, so they were doubling up late in the third quarter. However, Casey got the stop on defense. It was a 17-play drive. That is the longest drive in NFL history by plays. Uh, but it only resulted in the Super Bowl, in, right? In uh, yeah. in the Super Bowl history, um, but it only resulted in three points. And Greggy, bad news because now you're up <laughs> six, and Mahomes he's starting to warm up. And a game that felt like one's team is in total control, running double the amount of plays. All of a sudden, Pat Mahomes is on the field with a chance to take the lead. I guess I like you have to get used to defense now. Like great offenses are going to be. Great defenses for the most part. We just saw the Chiefs put up 38. I did feel like on that field goal drive, everything was hard. And it started to be like that. Sanders couldn't get anything going. And Hertz had to have a couple really incredible completions. Like, he hit two or three throws rolling to his left in this game that were very difficult. So and and the Chiefs, game. like, weren't getting stops necessarily. Mm. They did eventually on that drive. But they were making life a little harder for the Eagles in the second half than, than the vice versa. Uh, let's take a break right here, and then we'll continue on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, so and what that's exactly what happens. The Chiefs go right down the field. And this is, Greggy, with the point of the game where it felt like um, Andy Reid, play caller, Eric Bieniemy, and probably his last game uh, with the Chiefs potentially here. They have back-to-back -to -back touchdown drives uh, in which they're near the goal line, 
and the player that catches the ball is all alone. Uh, and let's uh, let's listen to Kadarius Tony, who, by the way, we talked all year about Kadarius Tony. Like when he's healthy, what a difference he makes. And what happened? Own, what a difference he made in this game. Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27-21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. A five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. And now Butker can give the Chiefs the first lead of the game. Yeah, and like Butker just sneaks it inside the upright. But uh, Greg Olson on the telecast Mark had, had pointed out that the way that play was schemed up, it had the defense thinking this thing was going in a totally different direction. And when Tony makes that move with his athleticism, all of a sudden there's nobody on that side of the field with him. It, I mean, it was masterful work by Andy Reid and, and execution because when you watch it again, it looks like Tony, without any question, is going to the other side of the field. He comes back, he leaves, as Darius Slay, I believe, absolutely in the dust and he's wide open and this again it's one of two drives that end with a with a Chiefs receiver absolutely alone I mean this is Andy Reid stuff right here this is Patrick Mahomes stuff and it's part of the reason why you, the the calls are upsetting uh, wasting a performance like Jalen Hurts like that is upsetting but like make it hard Eagles defense this yeah. was easy and before that it's like you know, Schuster for eight on second and seven where he's just wide open immediately. Then it's Pacheco for nine. Then it's Pacheco for 11. Then it's Schuster again up the middle for 14. It was just they're cranking through. And that route by Tony, everyone, you know, that is a great play call. He probably didn't need to run as amazing a route as he did. But watching that thing live and, and on, on tape here is like, the way he moves is just different than other people. There's a reason he was so open. Like, he sold the hell out of that. And people that killed him for his route running coming out in college, he's still like a special athlete and can do some special things. And he did because then the Kansas City defense gets a three and out. They didn't get many of those in this game, but they got one at a key point, now up one. And uh, the Eagles punt, and the punt's not a very good one. And then there is that man again making one of the biggest plays in Chiefs Super Bowl history. And a three and out for the Eagles, their first of the game. At 10.33 to go in the game, Sipos will punt. End over end, shorter punt. And Tony will take it low at the 35. Now cuts back to the right. He's got a wall set. If he can get to the edge, they can either block the punter. They do. Tony's at the 40, up the sideline. At the 30, he's at the 20. Tony with the block trying to stay in play. He's down to the five-yard line. Tony ran out of gas on a 65-yard punt return. And the Chiefs lead 28-27. They'll have first down and goal to go at the Eagles' five-yard line with 10-11 to go in the game. Yeah, and watching it where we were, again, from the end zone view, you see, I think you were upstairs, Greg, doing some stuff with Talk Sport in the UK, and we were watching uh, Mark, that play develop. You see, once he turns and goes across, all of a sudden, there are eight red jerseys and not a lot of green, and it's kind of stunning, quite frankly, that he didn't score, uh, but they did uh, score a touchdown on another br brilliantly schemed up play to Sky Moore, who picks a very nice time to score the first touchdown of his and, pro career. And, and wow. he was as wide open as Kadarius Tony was on the previous drive. And I think that, you know, you look at the way that these teams both were built, and I think they have aggressive, they go after players they want that fit the system. And the trade 
for like essentially to go out and get the trade for Kadarius Tony. It we waited, we waited for this game. We talked about it, I think with every, like four preview shows in a row. He's going to make this difference, and today he absolutely did at the most critical time. Touchdown followed by that punt return, sea change for Kansas City. And remember, City. he left early in the AFC title game with a, a lower body injury, and you didn't know what version you were going to get. Like late in the first half, it had been noted that he had played three snaps, so he had a limited workload. Obviously. He made the most of it. And, Greg, I just want to, like, point out, and, and yes, I got the, the prop right with the sacks, which we're going to get to later. But, like, these that was a third down play. Um, the Eagles' defense, for all the, the heroism all season long, they had chances where they could really make a big stop. Didn't have to necessarily be a sack, but a, a pressure that leads to a throwaway where somebody steps up and – you could talk about the holding call late in the game. You could point to a couple other things where you feel like you were wronged. They didn't make enough plays on no. defense. Nope. And they weren't even that close to making any. When Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had that big stick on the last drive, you're like, oh, like the defense can make a play. It, and, and the holding call came on a play where, oh, you finally got pressure. But that was very rare. It was the lowest pressure rate the Eagles have had in their last nine games. Uh, but the Tony played Kind of did set it up. And even though he did run out of gas, that was maybe a conditioning thing, he did show that, like, amazing ex- short area explosion to change direction and right. set it and all up. And you're right. It, yeah. Watching from upstairs, I-, I was higher up. It is one of those things that you're like, That's oh, how upstairs works. I'm just saying, like, at midfield, <laughs> and you're like, oh, does he see what's going on over there? Because if he just goes over there, it's going to be wide open. And uh, he, I don't know if he saw it all, but he, he got it done. I'm telling you, remember I was telling you about the width the, of, the, of the Chiefs' offense when, they, when their formations in general that it's been. Oh, you're you know, with Tom. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good I think, point. I think that the, formations, we didn't I talk that. a lot about the Chiefs' offensive line going into this, and it was just like the Eagles dominate ah! everyone, and I think this was a little bit different. They had great, the antidote. Great width. Uh, they gave up a third-round compensatory pick, the Chiefs, and a sixth-round pick for Kadarius Tony, who they have under control for at least two more years, plus a fifth-year option. Brett Veach. Stay healthy, kid. One of the most regrettable, you know, things I ever did on this podcast was get, give Brett Veach a voice which really? demeaned yeah, him was, yeah. years ago. Him. I mean, think and about this. And now he's a two-time Super Bowl champ, and I'm a bozo. And if you're a if you're an Eagles fan, you're doubly annoyed that the Giants gave Tony to the Chiefs for essentially nothing. Ooh, good call, little Giants revenge. I like that angle. Like that. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up too much, Greg. Um, <laughs> I'm yes. just trying to interview Jessica. So Jessica's here in the booth, and it's like we know, you know, Jason Kleinman's not going to be like that entertained by us. He's sick of us. Graver, Graver oh will God, give us some pop. Get on the bus. But Jess- <laughs> Jessica's just sitting here kind of like sometimes she's interested, sometimes she's not. I feel well, like we got to make she's her also laugh been like taking, it's a live audience She's or been something. taking some professional photos Start of doing the doing a little like waka waka, you Jessica's know? Jessica's like, I don't even like football and I've been in this f***ing building for 10 hours. <laughs> now we go uh, uh, to a point where it goes from Eagles in total control uh, to all of a sudden the Chiefs are back in the game, and now the Chiefs are up by eight. And it there was so fast. There was a thought uh, in the area where we were sitting. It was like, should Andy Reid go for two after that second touchdown, making right. it a two-score game, uh, which would have been, you know, probably smart, to be honest with you, because if you go for the two and you miss it, it's seven, and maybe Sirianni gets into his bag and goes for two and to beat you by one. But I think you left yourself vulnerable, and exactly what happens. Again, because the Eagles – and I can't say this enough, and credit to Shane Steichen, who's about to be a head coach, it sounds like. Um, he's going to get the job in Indianapolis that we're hearing. 
Uh, We're going to do an emergency podcast on Monday about that, right? Uh, sure. And uh, <laughs> Hertz, who would have been the MVP going away if this thing went just a little bit of a different way. They go right down the field now with their backs against the wall. They go eight plays, 75 yards. They get the score, but you still needed to. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts, who is Cam Newton, uh, reincarnated. He would not be denied at the goal line. They sneak, and they're in for the touchdown. Oh, they're going to keep their offense on the field yeah. here. They want two. They have to go for two. They're down 35-33. I mean, Hurts. Who is that? And the gun. A.J. Yeah. Brown out Over to the far side. Hurts is going to run. He rolls, and he is in for the touchdown. And we're tied. He takes it in for two, and the Eagles have tied the Chiefs. And now Mark is getting hot in the pants. Now Mark got quiet because Mark was rooting for, hard for the Eagles, and he saw it slipping away. After the two-point conversion, you didn't really react much, but I, I also on the other side of Sessler, he's thinking I pick every game to go to overtime, and now it's 35-35. Oh, I got an overtime the, the, Super Bowl. The heat coming from the pants. I, I was yeah. thinking that, and I thought that that was a great <laughs> Emanating res- from the crotch region. Exactly, I guess. Uh, that was a response by the Eagles because that had there was a third and four money throw to A.J. Brown, the 46 yards to Devontae Smith. Those guys combined for 196 yards on this. And it's like that would have been a point where you could break the Eagles, and they totally came back and said, you're not doing that right now. But I was not overconfident, Dan, because with five and a, five plus minutes to go, we have this Chiefs offense. And I said to you, I said, what we need, can't, what Kansas City does right here, here's how you do it. You just don't even give the ball back to, to the Eagles. And it's like, can they do that? And then it proceeded as it did. Right. That, to me, and obviously I was rooting for the Eagles. You know, I was, I was hoping that prediction I had at the beginning of the season. Mm. Oh, came so, so close. close. Very close. Didn't, didn't happen. For the those whole that may not be I was aware. Enjoy- it's yeah. hard to, like, hate on Mahomes. I, I, I was enjoying the game. But at that point, when, you hit, when he runs him over to make it 35-35, and it's why maybe we're just slightly disappointed by the anticlimactic ending, that felt like, Wow, this game has had everything. Mm-hmm. This game has been incredible. Like, because Hurts, he's still a young quarterback, and they had a, I think it was a second and 11 on that play, and they were down eight at that point, and it started to feel like it was slipping away. And you're right, a couple money throws to A.J. Brown, then the deep one, and just him just being a boss on the goal line. Like, it, it just felt like it was one of the best games we had ever seen at that point. And, Greg, do you want to use this time to. Uh, express your internal sorrow. You came so close to becoming one of the most famous pundits in America. If you yes. would have nailed that Super Bowl pick from August, including MVP and everything else. <laughs> Everyone was talking about and it. And instead, you're here talking about what might have been. Right. I mean, I probably wouldn't uh, be here. Uh, it would have changed the trajectory of my career so quickly that I, I would be on the field. Pete Traeger would be With interviewing me. Oh, I see. Um, and I would be doing the Today Show. I'd be going to Disneyland, and it just didn't happen. Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm loyal to football. But it's all right. You still came really close and showed that you had a good like uh, vision for the overall picture of the league. So, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you got it. So that's what happens then. So I, you know, I wanted the Chiefs to win. I picked the Chiefs. I loved watching Mahomes uh, all season like you guys and I like the history of it the idea now I had texted my dad and a cousin big dog who were sitting in the end zone where there I texted him about half an hour earlier said this game's gonna end with Mahomes coming right at you to win the Super Bowl and this is where it gets um 
Well, let's start with the best part of the drive, okay? The best part of the drive is, as we said uh, at the top of the show, it is the NFL Films moment. I cannot wait. I wish John Facendo was still with us to narrate it, but they'll still find somebody with good gravitas, perhaps our friend on the uh, when they do the football. What do they do at the America's game? Ah, yes. And they'll get Rudd to do it because he's a big Chiefs fan, oh. uh, and he'll do it with the necessary gravitas. He's a friend of mine. Uh, here was the great scramble by Mahomes. Just picture it slow motion with the music swelling underneath. Pacheco's the running back. Tony comes in motion. Here comes pressure to the outside. As Mahomes steps up, he's going to scramble. He's at the 40, bad ankle 30, bad, bad ankle. ankle 20. Tackled from behind down to the Eagle 18-yard line, a 25-yard scramble. What bad ankle. He is limping back to the huddle. Don't tell me, don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, and it was. It was 26 yards, and at that point, Mark, you knew it felt like inevitable that the Chiefs are going to win or score points, and then it just became, will the Eagles be able to get the ball back? Of course, that's when things start to get a little bit more complicated when talking about, I guess, the legacy of this game because they get to third down, and that is when uh, the penalty is called on Bradbury. Sure, but it doesn't diminish the legacy of Mahomes and what he's done because, like, you know, you were here for hours before this game starts, and there's just a, a, a laundry list of plays that we grew up watching, like the, El, the Elway helicopter spin, the you know Joe Montana's drive against the Bengals. Uh, that you know, this this will be played for de- decades and eons down the road. This is what this is like the play that sort of to me signifies and defines what Mahomes is. And the fact that he was caught from behind shows the difference of. Injured Mahomes and not. Yeah. I don't know what Kazir White, their linebacker, was doing on that play. He ends up making the tackle, uh, but I, I think he'd like to have that play back. And it's just such a insane sport that, like, that little holding call, which, by the way, James Bradbury, after the game, admitted he tugged the jersey. It was a hold. It was, quote, it was a holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. Oh, thank God. Mm. You know what? Wow. Actually, as, a, as I, I'm loyal to football as well. On some level, not as loyal as Greg could ever be because the, the, the only integrity only goes comment. so far. Um, but uh, it's cool to hear him say that. They just showed the replay. We just saw it on the TV behind Gravedigger. And it is. It was ticky-tack. I understand um, where people, Eagles fans are going to have a certain opinion on it. Obviously, you have the uh, Olsen, who has the biggest voice of anyone, being the color guy in the Super Bowl. Uh, basically saying that the flag should just stay in the pocket. But the actual defender saying, yes, it was a, I tried to get away with it and didn't, that I think maybe if I'm an Eagles fan that I get a little bit of grace out of that, just a tiny bit. I think it's it's noble that he, that he said that, and he's he's owning the mistake because, yes, I think if you go look at it on its own, but for me it's just that the tone of the game, those calls were not being made. Josh no, Sweat, they weren't all game. Josh Sweat got a uh, hit on Mahomes on that play. Uh, it was so rare. And I think when the Eagles look back on this game, they will question what Jonathan Gannon did. We talked about uh, whether Jonathan Gannon like, deserved the heat he was getting in Philadelphia all season or not as, as security police are like, trying to keep it. That almost here. just looked like it's a still happening. Like a I'm climbing. trying to keep that it. That looked like, like a police officer th- from a movie. It didn't should. look like an actual police officer. We, we yeah. have to wrap it up <laughs> yeah. soon. The police are unhappy with us, apparently. This is, like when we, this is like when we got pulled over on that yacht in Miami. Uh, it's only way worse. Right. For the, the Eagles defense never really had answers, and we saw the secondary having – breakdowns in communication throughout the second half where they're kind of yelling at each other and not being able to figure out what to do. They never really figured out how to stop the Chiefs' short passing game. 
Um, let's hear um, from uh, a nice, uh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, who didn't have the biggest game. But again, there weren't like a ton of reps to be had in this game. Um, but he did make big plays, including that touchdown. And he's always a star with the mic. Uh, this is what he said after the game immediately on the field. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel it, feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. You both told me, you know, going into this year, you heard what people were saying. You know, they're, they're rebuilding. Tyreek is gone. There's a new quarterback in the AFC, a couple new quarterbacks. You'll win the MVP, and now you win their second Super Bowl. MVP, Pat. MVP, Pat. You can't say enough about what this guy means to Kansas City and this team. What does it mean to you? And I mean, it's just, I told y'all before the season, we got we got Coach Andy Reid. We got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. At the end of the day, we're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going we're gonna to celebrate this right here, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's uh, in terms of, like, legacy and – uh, what the game means when you look at where Mahomes stacks up. It is the Chiefs' second Super Bowl victory in their last four seasons. They also won in 2019. They lost in 2020 to the Bucks. Uh, they've made it to at least the AFC title in all five seasons uh, since Mahomes became the primary starter in 2018. And look out, Mark, for Andy Reid here because he joins Belichick, Shula, Landry as the only head coaches in NFL history with over 200 wins and multiple Super Bowl wins. He's in the conversation now as the greatest coach of all time. He's there. 100%. I mean, and it, it's you know fitting that it came against the team that at one point in his career thought, we're kind of done with Andy Reid. It's been nice. You didn't get us to the Super Bowl title in that situation. And look where, 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 where he is now. I mean, it, he's, he is one of the best. It's crazy because I think his run in Philadelphia was as influential as, like, any offensive coach had over the rest of the NFL, any run uh, over the last 20 years. Like, you see so many teams that do what Andy Reid does. Uh, so between his influence and now these championships, like – we, you put him on those lists of different people, like, yeah, he's there with the Tom Landrys. Like, you you know, he's going to be there, I think, close to the Don Shulas in terms of all these wins And I that think he's at getting. a time in football where it's harder to keep doing what the Chiefs are doing year after year. All right, so we're running out of time here, so we got to wrap things up. But I just want to, real quick, let's go through the sandwich props. Mark, you had the Eagles will run the Philly special. Well, maybe they should have. There were, there were a couple moments where it felt like it could be run, but... You did not get those. We, we, there was a moment we thought the Chiefs might do it, too. Yeah, I did not get the Thank you for the, the sound drop. Greggy, uh, the Rainmaker, came out one more time. We talked about it as an important legacy uh, pick for the Rainmaker. You had Isaiah Pacheco, over 47 and a half yards rushing. He had close to 70, I believe. 78, I think. Uh, I looked 80. up at the sky when Pacheco had that late third quarter run and yeah. the rain was coming American down. People, cash coming people down. were just <laughs> sending me on Twitter just like celebration. You know who was celebrating? 70% of the people in the stadium because this place was loaded with Birds fans. And then the old Zeuser, I did go out on a limb. Yes, I said the, the Chiefs would waltz to a blowout win. Well, they got a win, but I also said Patrick Mahomes would not get sacked in this game against an Eagles pass rush that had 78 sacks coming mm. into this game, and that is a credit to that offense. That's a Dan Hansis shout Thank out. you, Paul Rudd, and congratulations on your title. Uh, Paul Rudd, oh, they're, they're coming into the doors. 
Um, Paul Rudd, congratulations to you, my friend. But great job by the offensive line. And it's just the, the mastery of Mahomes. And the mastery of your sandwich props. So that might have been the, your best one yet. I mean, there's people all over this stadium right now. They're still taking pictures. It's all over. But we are. Uh, it's good, good, good for you, we, Greg, to get into it with the police. I'm just that, saying that we're, we're getting And just know, Greggy, that uh, this dominant performance by me. Uh, puts me into the all-time lead in terms of the uh, standings. So that's something you're going to have to deal with. And I, I say before we go and get arrested, oh, that'd be kind of cool to be arrested on Super Bowl for, Sunday. For podcast. So. Yeah. There'd be something punk rock Then we'd all it. be the bad boys of the NFL. So I wanna, and I hope the authorities are okay with this. But I want to thank everybody that uh, made this week happen um, for the around the NFL. We're, the podcast is in, in such a great place, and then part of it is because it's in great hands. So thank you. Uh, to Kleinman, who who's about to get hit by a, 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 a baton, a yeah. baton uh, for us. Uh, Justin Gravedigger, of course, our amazing producer. Uh, Sean and Jason, the people at iHeart, who uh, gave us an amazing set at Radio Row. Zach Saley, who's a, a boss behind the scenes. He's here helping us out. The whole crew back in Englewood, Drew, Christy. Um, who's the girl that didn't go to our party, oh, our, our live rude, show? Rude, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, she should have been there. She should have. She should have. Parker, of course. Parker. Fatal I mean, mistake. You just didn't want to name her. I but kid, I, I kid. I Parker do. and the whole crew there, uh, thank you for all your help. Sean Kelly, of course. Wait a minute. You, I would thank us, though, the three of us. Yeah, well, what, ultimately, what, yeah. What's happening if we're not here? I think we're important. key figures. We're key figures. They're really getting edgy behind the scenes. We will have a story to tell. Um, and... One image that'll stick with me too yes. is just is uh, Jason Kelsey staying on the field forever. He stayed on the field forever with his brother hugging and and stood on the side taking pictures and it felt like a goodbye. It felt like a very emotional. Mm, yeah. goodbye. Yes, and most of all, thank you to you, the listener. Uh, this is our tenth Super Bowl in the stadium, eleven overall, and uh, the fact that we're able to do this for a living. You give us a great life, and we and we cannot thank you enough. We're going to take the rest of the week off for the podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening, uh, and until then, uh, next week I should say. This is Dan Hansis signing off. Oh no! Off. Ow! For, for Greg's been taken out. Put, put those handcuffs away. Ow. The Quiet Storm, Ow. the Grave Digger, and everybody else. Thank you for uh, another great season. Heed the call. Run! 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 <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.